Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Gateway Rescue Mission, meeting the physical and spiritual needs of the homeless right here in Jackson, Mississippi. Check us out at www.gatewaymission.org. What's up on a Friday? I am Brian Scott Rippey. My co-conspirator, as always, is Colin Brister. We appreciate you hanging out with us on this 5th of July Rebel Report podcast. Um, I hope you're not at work. That would uh, that really sucks if you are. But maybe this will make it a little easier, a little more bearable, and make the headache go away a little bit. I don't know. I hope you're not at work, though. Um, but it's Mailbag Friday. It's your turn to drive the show. And after yesterday, that's probably a good idea. Um, <laughs> so please, uh, please you don't, don't wreck it. You don't think we're in peak physical shape to do the show? Uh, it doesn't sound like it, at least not not on your end and definitely definitely not on mine. So um, it's Mailbag Friday, so we'll we'll get right to it. We have, we'll answer a little fewer questions than usual because uh, I, I, we're hurting a little bit. So we will uh, we'll keep this brief, but I sent out a thing asking for questions yesterday. We got some responses. The uh, conspiracy theory thing has really taken off. It's like everywhere I go, someone it's like talking to anyone that listens is like, yeah, you'll have to do this. So that's coming on Monday. Um, <laughs> so that sounds like it really has some legs. Uh, what's up, man? Not much. Not much. Do you, uh, do you have a, a wonderful fourth? I did. I got really, 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 really sunburned, uh, okay, which was I good. That was going in another direction. Uh, no, no, no. I, I, I led you, led you, led you astray there. Um, uh, but yeah, I went home, I'm home in Jackson or Ridgeland, whatever. Okay. And then a few of us went out on a lake, um, with some friends. It was a good time, but we didn't really, like, it was one of those things where none of us had huge plans. So we kind of just put it together last minute, but it turned out really awesome. Is there any more like, like, I know obviously it's not the biggest pain in the world, but is there any more like annoying pain than being sunburned? Because you can't really do anything without hurting. Yeah, no, it's it's up there in the underrated like pain scale because you can't like lay down, you can't like take a shower. I'm not at that oh, level God. though. Like I'm a little sore, but like it's not that bad. And honest to God, I needed it. Um, so last <laughs> weekend, as I discussed earlier, we we uh, we floated a river in Atlanta when I went and saw some friends. And uh, when I took my shirt off to get in the river, people like they all started making fun of me. And at first, I was like, like about my tan line. At first, I was like, man, this is a little mean. And then I looked down at it, and I was like, actually, this is a hundred percent justified. I look like I have a white t-shirt on. This, I, I look preposterous. So, I needed the sun, um, and I certainly got it. I went the uh, little to no sunscreen route, but we're uh, we're making it anyway. It's uh, I, I don't look as ridiculous anymore, which is there, nice. Uh, there that, you go. That's always Brian, a smart improvement. What did you do, man? What you're at the beach, right? That sounds yeah, a lot more yeah, fun. Yeah, not not. I mean, normal beach stuff. We saw fireworks. I'm not a big fireworks guy. Are you? Um, yeah, I like fireworks. Like, I, we didn't think to get any yesterday, but I I, I enjoy them. Like, I like shooting them. Watching okay. them's fine. Yeah, I don't mind fireworks if I'm not having to a buy them or b clean them up. As long as like I'm not involved in either of those processes, they're fine with me. But that's why you got to shoot it out into the water. You can't clean it up. <laughs> Good point. That's a good point. Yes. Yeah, so, so, but did they let people shoot fireworks on the beach? Is that allowed? Yeah. I mean, there were fireworks going off last night. That's all I can tell you. I just don't understand the beach. Like, beach rules make no sense to me because there's a bunch of beaches where they don't let, like, dogs on because they don't want dogs shitting everywhere, but they're going to let people shoot explosives on the beach. How does that? I don't understand well, that. I mean, the beach is kind of like the rules are kind of like New Orleans. Like, they're there, but they're not enforced. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's fair enough. So yeah, it was a, uh, it was a good day. I hope everyone listening had a great day. And like I said, if, uh, 
Hope you're not at work today because I know a couple of people I was with yesterday had to go into work today. They were uh, none too pleased about it, but uh, it did not change uh, did not change the uh, the game plan of the day. We'll put it that way. Um, so let's get. Uh, let's I, just get I got right a good first it. question for us to start on, and I can't remember who I, I got it on Snapchat. Funnily enough, I make fun of you about it, but uh, it was a really good hypothetical. You want to start there real quick? Yes, yeah, you go ahead. All right. All right. You've got 10 at-bats to get a hit off Gunnar Hoagland, and if you get it, you get a million dollars. But if you don't, you go to jail for a year. Do you take it? Well, I mean, me, no. I couldn't do that. You, you, you wouldn't take it? No, I couldn't do that, dude. I, what do you, I, have you ever you seen me do anything athletic? No. You, you don't think you could put one in play in 10 at-bats? You said get a hit. Okay, all right. Well, let's change it to get it, put it in play. I could probably put a ball in play, I think, if he threw would, strikes. If would, if he's allowed to throw it, it out of the strike zone, I'm toast because I'm swinging at <laughs> all 10. Like, I'm seeing 10 pitches. <laughs> you're, you're, not, you're not working at a bat here? I'm not taking it. That's why I'd be a shitty home run derby participant because I'm, I'm swinging every time. And because I can't hit the ball over the fence. That's another big part of it. But, no, I'm probably not taking I'm putting it in play maybe, so I, I, I would take that. I definitely so could if not. if it's in play, you'd risk a year in prison? Um... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Definitely not get a hit. Like, if there's fielding and I have to run and all that <laughs> stuff, no. I'm not taking that. How many How many at-bats would you need to get a hit? I wouldn't feel comfortable with 100. Okay. <laughs> and that's funny because, like, it, it just speaks to, like, the athletic level between, like, high school and college. Like, I mean, normal high school pitch, you'd be like, yeah, that's fine. I can do that. And it's like college, you're like, hell no. Not even considering I don't think I could do it off a high school pitcher. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So are you taking it? <sighs> yeah, but I'm not feeling confident. Like, if it's get a hit, like, I would take it and cry um, because a million dollars is a lot of money. Um, if it was put it in play, yeah, because I just bunt. I could bunt. Mike Bianco would teach me how to do that. Yeah, fair enough. Um, going to prison would suck, though. <laughs> yeah. I don't think either of us are made out to make it in prison. Um, so is that – you got so I've got yeah, uh, that, that that was the I've got a few more but uh, if you've got yours pulled up go ahead yeah we'll start uh, from Twitter would you rather I'm not answering uh, no, this no don't yeah just, just keep going do barbecue that was the that was the watermelon golf ball one I'm not doing <laughs> yeah. that uh, from Matt Barnhouse good dude I hope he's doing well I hadn't seen him in a while um do barbecues involve just hot dogs and hamburgers keep getting into arguments between my Midwestern brethren on the subject? Um, <laughs> aren't they called cookouts? Don't like just weird people call them barbecues. Yeah. I don't really have like a strong opinion about that, but yeah, I mean to barbecue, you actually have to have barbecue, right? Uh, I think, I, I don't know. I mean, when people say they're going to a barbecue, I just assume barbecues involved, but like I wouldn't like, I'm not going to be stunned if they start like posting photos of hot dogs and hamburgers. I, I, no, no, I don't know. Yeah, but I think you, I think you got to have barbecue to call it a barbecue. Uh, but but I'm not like I'm not a on. I would call it a way. cookout anyway. We could be eating an entire pig, and I would still call it a cookout. Like I, <laughs> like that's the. Uh, it's more like of a terminology thing than anything else. I don't. Th- I mean, it doesn't matter. There are no rules. You can call it whatever you want. You could call it a Thanksgiving feast. Who cares? <laughs> but it's kind of like the uh, is a hot dog a sandwich? Uh, you know, debate. I've it's, never understood that debate. Was just eat the hot dog. Do, do you have an opinion? Um, no, I don't have an opinion on you, that. You don't I, have I, an opinion? No, I mean it's 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 two things between bread. So why why is that not a why does that not count? Because the bread's not separated. We're not doing this. Continue. Oh, I separated. 
<laughs> you, wait, you separate the bread when you eat a hot dog? It comes apart. If you, particularly if you get like cheap buns, yeah. Oh, Brian, you're psycho. Anyway, I did. Here's uh, this is honestly Mailbag Friday is devolved into just complete and total anarchy. This was originally supposed to be Ole Miss related questions, and now it's turned into like thirty percent Ole Miss and forty percent just I mean uh, seventy per, God that's bad math seventy percent just uh just like mind mind ones like well, here we yeah. go you ready for this from Real Rebel Sports Talk I think I got that right all right why do we park on driveways but oh, drive no. on parkways man I don't know I failed calculus uh, yeah I don't. <laughs> I mean, I didn't pass calculus three, man. I don't know. Well, that's not really a math thing. That's just a uh, hell. I don't know. Why? Why is it called a driveway? It was probably, but should be called a parkway, right? Yeah, I know. I'm with him here. I'm I'm with him here, but I can't explain the rationale behind it. Yeah, I don't have an answer to this. Next, um, how good do you think the basketball team will this year, and who do you think will be the starting five? I think Ooh. if all things go correctly, and from people I've talked to, they're getting Second the new guys time. in in the next couple weeks. Um, it is a team that could potentially win two games in the NCAA tournament and make a Sweet 16. I think Kermit yep. Davis really believes that. I think the guys that are coming back really believe that because yep. now it's hard to judge off last year because the the, the field was so bad and like uh, like Ole Miss was an NCAA tournament team. They deserved to be there, but they weren't. They did. They that team was never really have any business winning a game, much less two. I think this year's team could win two games and reach the Sweet Sixteen. I think that's their complete ceiling, but I, I think it's doable. Yeah. Um, starting five is Schuler, Brian, Henson, Buffin, Sa, C, whatever you want to call them. I don't know. Um, trying to think. That's one, two. Yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, I, there, three are set. I mean, one of them's going to be Brian, one of them's going to be Schuler, and the five's going to be C. So um, they, they didn't bring C here to sit on the bench. No, but him being – it wouldn't shock me if it took him a while to get into the rotation. Like, I, well, I mean, I, he probably will end up starting, but I, 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 well, I wouldn't give him a guarantee because you don't know with newcomers, man. He hasn't played at a high level right. in a long time. Sure, but who's the other option Like at, at center? Um, Honestly, from people I've talked to – they like the way Carlos Curry's progressing. He's put on a lot of weight. Um, I don't think they want to count on him as a starter. I think they'd rather have him as a role player and kind of be a rotation guy that gives yeah, you they'd maybe rather him play 20 minutes, minutes a game or something yeah. like that. I think yeah. he's going to have to play more than that. But I, it's certainly possible. Um, and then from from I've heard from a couple of different people, that, and Kermit said this on the teleconference the other day too, Luis Rodriguez has made more progress than anyone on the team as far as skill set and as far as reshaping his body. Um, and there's a genuine belief that he could crack this. Uh, he could become a starter next year. Um, and that's what, what not just he, me blowing smoke. That's just people. Uh, that's that's people inside the building that that genuinely believe that he's got a chance at it, and he's made a pretty pretty good leap. What would he play? Three or four? Um, yeah, but you could. <laughs> it, it, we saw him in such limited sample size last year, and he was he looked honestly he looked overwhelmed and he looked lost when he had to, he played out of necessity last year. He was the guy when the team got in really bad foul trouble. Yeah, um, had to play, and he would play like six seven minutes when he had to, and it's it's. <laughs> I don't know what he is, um, but he's six six. He's two hundred pounds. I mean, he could he could play a two or three. He could be honestly a nightmarish two kind of combo, not combo guard, but like a two three. I, I yeah. I mean, he's playing a wing. He's he's a wing. So because they're not playing him in the post. So I, I think it's certainly possible that that's that's the case. Um, 
But, yeah, I mean, the starting lineup you threw out there would probably be the one I'd go with as my best guess. But, again, I don't think – like, every time I try to do this in the offseason, it ends up turning out differently. And, you know, I don't think it'll take as long for them to find a rotation as it did last year, but I think it's going to take a month or two. Yeah, or I think that's at least fair. Week, I would say a couple weeks to a month, not two months, but, yeah. I think that's fair. Um. Okay, the next one is – from Steve Amen, I think that's his yeah. name. He has a yeah. trademark by his name. Um, how do you get one of those? Uh, anyway, realistically, how long are uh, Mike McIntyre and Rich Rodriguez at Ole Miss? Two years? Two, yeah. I, I, I feel like. And if it's one, an out overwhelming success, a year? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. If they're really, really good, a year, both of those guys are head coaches again. I do think at some point both of those guys are Power Five head football coaches again. I think Rich Rod definitely is. I think McIntyre probably is too. The interesting thing with McIntyre is he, I don't know if he necessarily has like putting context clues together with him. I don't sure he necessarily has the exact same itch to maybe get out um, as Rodriguez. And the reason I say that is Mac is getting paid a lot of money by Colorado. In addition yep. to what he's getting paid by Ole Miss, he could kind of just kick it for a while. He's got, <laughs> you know, his kids are kind of grown up now. I believe I actually saw uh, he posted something about one. Yeah, his kids. So, and he's been to Oxford before. They like it there. I could honestly see him. Like, if you're asking me if the, who's going to stick around the longest, and there's a chance one's there, like three, four years, maybe McIntyre. I don't necessarily think that's going to happen. But I'm just kind of pointing out that I the. The circumstances around where Rich Rod is and where Mike McIntyre is kind of in their career and their trajectories, I don't think McIntyre would be as pushed to leave, but I don't think either are here long term. Yeah, I, I certainly agree. If if Matt Corral throws for, you know, 4,000 yards and the team goes 8-4 and four and the offense looks like Rich it's, it's unstoppable, Rich Rod is a head coach uh, this time <laughs> next year. I mean, you know, Rich Rod's a head coach in six months probably. Yeah. I don't know where. Good. He, he is a head coach. Yeah, I mean – Hugh Freeze is a head coach right now. Like, <laughs> Rich, sort of. Yeah, Rich Rodriguez will be a head coach. I mean, Rich, Hugh Freeze is a D1 head coach. Facts yeah, only. That, I guess that is factual. Um, Jackson so Wright. Yeah, he is. He is. He's in the Big 12. Um, yeah. Jackson Wright says, don't forget the conspiracy theory at DMG. That's for Monday, Chief. Um, <laughs> that is for Monday. Um, Let's see what... Top five Fourth of July movies. Are there such things? Oh man, I, I'm not a movie guy, so I you, you would have to take this one. Um, I really like The Patriot. I don't know if that counts as a Fourth of July movie, but it is American Revolution, and we beat the shit out of England. Um, isn't isn't there a movie called Independence Day? I feel like that has to be in there. Yeah, that's probably in there. Never seen it, but I'm going to throw it in there. Um, I don't think I can get five. I don't know. Yeah. Like, does yeah. Sandlot count? <laughs> Man, I, I've got to get better about watching TV and stuff. I just don't watch movies or television. Like You've never all. seen The Sandlot? Oh, yeah, I've seen The Sandlot, obviously. Uh, but okay. uh, you, I've never seen, like, a Major League or Bull Durham. Like, I'm, I'm not a movie oh, person. Oh, dude, come on. Yeah, I know. Dude, but those aren't even just like, hey, I'd sit down and watch a movie. Those are, like, classics. Bull Durham's probably the greatest baseball movie ever with Major League yeah. as a close second. Yeah, I know. I need to watch um, that. I don't know about Fourth of July. I didn't know that was a thing. Like it's not like <laughs> Christmas movies here. Like it's Fourth of July. Yeah, I mean, I, it's not like Die Hard. Obviously, that's a Christmas movie. Uh, I, I I don't get that debate either. Um. <laughs> anyway, um, you don't like these debates, do you? I don't understand them. Who cares? <laughs> um. 
Murph de Smurf that oh, surfs gosh. is this fella's name. I swear to God, this I did not make that up. It's uh, the internet's a wild place. He's got a couple. All Best right. and worst case scenario for Ole Miss sports this year in the big three. Here's oh, an MVP okay. for oh my God, <laughs> an MVP for each of them over under on national championships for all sports at Ole Miss under. this year. I don't know what oh, it is, but under the over under is one. I'm under. gonna go. This man said he's going with two national champions. So I'll have what you're having, sir. I don't know. Uh, I mean, my God. Thor- Thornberry's graduated. Uh, or not graduated. He, he left. Uh, Kendrick, Sam Kendricks is no longer here. I, I don't know, man. Good luck. Yeah, I don't know what they're winning it in. I don't understand. Anyway, well, I'll try to answer the first couple of questions. I mean, uh, okay. Uh, Let, let's just so the over-under on national title of one is zero. I'm going okay. zero. So under. If I told you an Ole Miss sport, team sport, did win the national title this year, what are you taking? Like what I have no guess? clue. Isn't Would the rivalry team pretty good? Softball's not winning a national title. I mean, I'm just trying to think. If somebody told me that Ole Miss was winning a national title, what sport I would say first? The tennis teams are pretty good, right? No, nah, they've fallen off, man. Uh, yeah, they, they've fallen off. That's um, not But, yeah. I, don't, I have no idea. I mean, golf, uh, maybe? Is Malloy's, Malloy's got no, a bunch of young kids, doesn't he? Yeah, but I don't. I mean, with respect, love Malloy, and I like what they're doing. I don't think they're winning a national title next year. And I think he would probably – I don't know if he would admit that, but, yeah. like, I, I, No, I'm in zero, but we can answer the rest of these. Okay. So best case and worst case scenario for the big three, starting with football, I guess worst case scenario is two and ten. Two, I don't necessarily yeah. see that happening. We'll go three and nine. Three and nine is worst case. The best case is probably eight and four. Um, I, I'll say nine and three is, is best case, but yeah. nine and three. Yeah, I mean, look, there's there's a path. I mean, let's just say Missouri sucks. Auburn quits on the field. State's not very good. I mean, this is best case scenario. I don't anticipate this happening. Um, yeah, but I mean, I, I think it's nine and three, but whatever. I'm going to say absolute best case is eight and four. I've said this on record though. I think they're going five and seven. Yeah, same. Um, for basketball the best case scenario i would say is a sweet 16 i mean basketball it's hard to put a ceiling on it because once yeah. you get to the second weekend like okay can you win another game sure um i think they're a second weekend team best case obviously worst case they miss the tournament is that worst case or like if kermit makes the nit are people really going to jump off the bandwagon this year no but it's 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 like i don't think this team would miss the postseason entirely so i'd say the worst case for them is missing the ncaa tournament and okay. making the nit i don't see this team missing the entire postseason i mean i okay. guess i could be wrong the sec got a lot better um but i like what kermit has done and i think this brand of basketball this year is what? going to look more like of what he wants it to look like in terms of more positionless basketball with kind of the luis rodriguez to blake henson profiles four of the three of them on the court at a time with maybe a point guard and a center or maybe four at the time. So, I, point being, I think it's going to look closer to what he uh, what he kind of envisioned when he took over the program. Um, so, I think there's too much talent there for them to miss the entire postseason. So, I, I what, would say NIT. From a seed perspective, what's their best case? Four, five? Um, yeah, if they were a four or five, it wouldn't completely stun me. But that means they had one hell of a year. Um, yeah. So, I'd go five seed as best case scenario. I'd four, okay. four would be. Four, they would have to do stuff that hasn't been done at this school ever. They've been a four one time, I think. Wasn't, weren't they a four when Valpo got them? Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I'm not. I, I guess I worded that wrong. I'm not saying they haven't ever been a four seed, but this in this league for no, them no, to yeah, get a four seed next year, they're going to have to do stuff that hasn't really been done. At, right. at, um, I was just trying to think of their highest seed. I think they were a four when Valpo got them. I couldn't remember. 
obviously baseball best case scenario is that a lot of these incoming hitters uh kind of have an impact immediately um, because they have the pitching to be a host again next year, in my yes. opinion, but I don't know anything. I don't know what, what the offense is going to look like. So I'd say best case scenario for baseball is that they're a host again. Worst case is looks a lot like the 2017 team and they missed the tournament completely. Yep. I completely agree. I think best because case seven, for- 17, like it would mirror it in 17 in terms of you have a lot of young, really talented guys coming in and they just couldn't hit. Kessinger yep. couldn't hit. Dillard had a bad year. Johnson had a bad year. They struggled and they missed the entire tournament. I think it could look very similar to that. Yeah, I think that's worst case. I don't into, I think that's a 15 and 15, 16 and 14 SEC team next year. Um, I think best cases are 17 and 13 and maybe like a 14 to 16 seed as a host. That's probably fair. I think they're probably a two or a three seed somewhere. I think I they too. make the tournament and get put out in someone else's regional. Yep. Same. And then they kind of build for what should be a really, really good 2021 team. Although if you tell me next year is the team that wins a road regional or puts himself in a position to do it, I'm not, I'm not shocked that just because I think there's enough pitching depth to do it. Um, yeah, that's probably fair, but yeah, that's probably it. Um, so we now we got to name an MVP in each of them. Um, for football's oh, sake, they better hope it's Matt Corral. Matt Corral, because um, um, if he, if he's not, then something went wrong. I mean, I guess unless it's like an Ely or like a Elijah Moore, but like they're going to need Corral to be good. So like that yeah. better be their their MVP, or they're going to be in trouble. I think um, we're going to disagree on basketball. Um, I'm probably going to say Devontae Shuler. Okay, no, we're not. That's who I was going to say because he was the MVP last year. Um, yeah, I think he's going to have a really big year. I think he's healthier. I think he's got kind of the foot thing behind him. Um, I think he's going to turn into a really good player. He already is a really good guard in the SEC. But um, but it's hard to say that when you have an all-SEC guard in Brian Tyree who led the league in scoring. Yeah, certainly fair. But I, I think Devontae just – I think he's more irre- irreplaceable. Well, and Devontae is going to be a much better two-way player uh, than Tyree is because Devontae Shuler is a really good on-ball defender. I'm yep. not necessarily sure, though, in terms of like most valuable player to the team that Shuler is going to play that same role because I'm not sure they're going to need him at point guard like they did in years past. I could be wrong about that. Excuse me, years past, last year. <laughs> I don't think they're going to need him as heavily. Um I think they're going to have a lot, a little bit more flexibility there. I could be wrong about that, but I don't think like like last year if he wasn't play if he didn't play point guard well for them they they were sunk because when when Brian was on the ball he was a lot more limited. I think they might have some more flexibility there this year. I could be wrong about that, but yeah, I'm going Shuler. Okay, uh, baseball. I'm going Keenan. Um. Oh. I mean, he's going to play every day. He's going to hit three thirty, three twenty. Hit fifteen homers. I mean, he's gonna hit in your two or three hole. I mean, uh, that Keenan's a safe play for sure. I actually, I got a strange one, Gunnar Hoagland, because if they're okay. good, he's gonna have to be good. Yeah, that's that's certainly fair. If this they're a good put, baseball team next year, he's he's he made a jump. All right, let's do this real quick. If if I tell you this team hosts, if I tell you they host, give me two people's stats. Well, I, uh, screw that. If I who two who are two people you want their stats for the end of the year right now and you can make your determination on how good they are. Uh Dunhurst the catcher coming in and then probably Hoagland. I got Hoagland and Elko because I don't think this team can win without Elko either. Okay, like, that that's perfectly acceptable too, because we talked about this before. He's gonna have to hit. Like yeah. like you know, they keep talking about it. He he you know, batting practice champ. I I've heard all that, but like he needs to hit. 
Yeah, they got to put him in next year and let him ride for 35 games because I don't think this team – it's kind of like the Parker Crazy thing when they were in Hoover. This team was not winning without him pitching. Um, I don't think this team next year can win without Tim Elko not hitting. Um, yeah, no, I would 100% agree with that because they, they, they're they going to have to have Elko. But I, I would say you said 35 games. I'd give it 25. But if you, you can't afford to do what you did somewhat last year, if you, if he's not hitting through 25 games, you have to kill it. You have to kill the experiment. Like, it's over. Well, I mean, do but like this year, there were other options. Like a Kevin Ground came on to replace Chase Cockrell. I don't know if you've got that. Like I don't know if the guy. If it's as bad as it was at times this year, dude, there's going to be another option, just Maybe. by default. Just I don't know. The, the The batting lineup seems limited to me next year, and I mean that's nobody's fault. It just kind of you, you you build in cycles. Yeah. So anyway, that's definitely that. So I think we answered all of that. We went with the under yeah. on national championships. I think he was getting a. <laughs> What a name this guy has. Um, so uh, that's all from tw- – wait, no, we got one more. Okay. Oh, uh, uh, no, we don't. This guy says, when are you going to cuss on statewide radio again? Thanks, man. <laughs> I mean, it's a fair question. Uh, never. Never done it. Never will. Um, <laughs> so I think that's all from Twitter. We got a couple more from texting – or text messages, excuse me. Um, name the greatest basketball, football, baseball player at Ole Miss, and which one do you would you want to be? Oh, uh, that's from my buddy Cooper, whose lake house we were at yesterday. So we actually came up with that on the water. So I was working yesterday. How about you? No, I was not. <laughs> so, I was so not. the greatest, the greatest, uh, the greatest football, basketball, and baseball player ever. I think football. I'm going to go Chad Kelly. That's going to make older people mad. I yeah, don't care. Don't um, he was the great one of the. He was the greatest player I've ever seen. Um, I know I was young when Eli was around, but I, I, Chad Kelly just brought it, dude. Um, I'd listen to Deuce. I'd listen to Patrick Willis. I'd listen to Eli, obviously. Archie, I, but yeah, it's I mean, just a different era, though. Like I don't understand yeah. how you compare Archie because I don't know. Like football, football in particular, basketball and baseball have changed obviously from that time, but generally it's kind of the same game. Football is a different game than it was back then, like an entirely different game in my opinion. Oh, so I don't know how you – like I hate comparing football eras because of – I mean, and it wasn't necessarily the case when Eli played – I mean Archie played, but Archie wasn't too far gone from a forward pass being a big deal. Yeah. So like no. – Football has changed completely. So what does Archie look like against modern defenses and playing in modern offenses? I don't know. I'm not saying he's worse. I'm not saying he's better. I just I can't you can't compare errors like that. So I'm going Chad Kelly for football. Oh, basketball is where it gets tough. Gerald Glass. Yeah, I think that's who I'd take too. And I'm not I hate like I, I don't hate this, but I, I have a hard time like going with guys that, you know, played before I was alive and stuff like that. But like it just from everything I've heard, most decorated career, I think it's Gerald yeah. Glass and Susie yeah. maybe. Yeah, Susie. Boy, Justin dumb. Reed was really good. Yeah. Um. So, honestly, and I don't mean, <laughs> I mean this respectfully. There's not a lot to choose from there. Yeah. Not a ton of Ole Miss basketball history, so I'm going Gerald Glass. Baseball's pretty easy for me, but I'll let you go first. Tom Rance. I was gonna go head. Um, okay, Stephen Head's fair too, but I don't know, Pomerantz's highest draft pick. We were talking yeah. about last night kind of what he uh what a freak he was on the mound, like like not just like pitching wise, like he was a maniac. Um <laughs> Oh, the best story ever is uh you know the Monday he pitched against Western Kentucky 
like Mike came out in the seventh and he asked Mike why he was on his mount. Yeah, no, Chase has a couple of really good Pomerant stories <laughs> from just like, like, a, like apparently on the off days he was fine, but on the day he pitched, he just turned into a different person. Like apparently if you were joking around in a glove in, a, in the dugout and like he was getting ready to pitch, he would like throw stuff at you. Yeah, I've and heard it's always like, interesting. Mike back in the day when he used to go out for a mound visit, people would walk off. Like Mike would stand on the top of the mound, and the pitcher would kind of concede a little bit, and like you know, stand at the back of the mound because yeah. you know Mike's not the biggest guy. Um, but Pomerantz would just uh, Pomerantz apparently would just stand on the top of the mound and stare over Mike's head, kind of just Mike, like you know, get back in the dugout, man. Let me do my thing. Pomerantz would like throw gloves at the hitters and stuff when they weren't scoring him runs. Yeah, and from what I understand, he took himself out of games to some degree. Like he, like if they tried to take him out, it wasn't always a guarantee he was going to come out. <laughs> It's like I'm going to the bullpen. No, you're not. Yeah, like yeah, I, I, we're gonna bring in the lefty. Uh, no, you're not. Get back in the dugout. Um, so Pomerantz for baseball. I think. I think that's uh, which one would I want to be? Oof. Um, well, I mean, okay. So the from the three is, I named, it's definitely Pomerantz by default. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. He's made a ton of money. Yeah, and and like Glass doesn't play anymore, and you know, you don't really want to be in Chad Kelly's shoes right now. I hope it works out for the kid, but like. I mean, it's 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 probably Pomerantz by default. So, yeah, which one's yours? Yeah, it's Palm. <laughs> He's made like sixty million dollars. Um, we okay. We got another one from Cooper. If you oh, if you die right now, knowing what animal you'd want to come back and be, what would it be? Ooh, a dog. Uh, eagle. I want to fly and I want to okay. poop on people. Um, <laughs> so. Oh, that, I think I'm going to go an eagle. That's a good point. No, I'm going to change. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm going to have to change mine because a dog. They're like you. You're relying on other people to uh, take care of you. I, I would probably. I want to be a tiger. There we go. And okay, a tiger would be cool, but like a eagle in the, in this country could they couldn't kill you. I mean, they could, but they go to prison. Like that's a good point. If somebody kills me, I want to go to prison. I want them to go to prison. <laughs> so if you're an eagle, you know, and they shoot you. The guy's going away for a while. So I'm probably going eagle. It's the trifecta. You can fly. You can uh, shit on your enemies quite literally. Um, and if someone they kills kill you, you. yeah, because if someone kills a tiger, like, I think, I don't know if that's completely legal. I don't think it's legal, but like, they're not going to pursue you. Like, you kill an eagle and like, you're going to have a game warden. Like, like you're in cuffs, oh. buddy. You're done. I wonder what an actual prison sentence looks like for that. Like, are we talking like 10 years or I, I'm kind of curious. I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah, I, uh, I I don't uh, I'm not well versed in that, but uh, I I could probably find out. Um, we got if you were chosen to replace Mike Bianco, Andy Kennedy, or Hugh Freeze as head coach, which one would it be? Ooh, uh, well I'm not going to Liberty. Um, no, 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 no. I think the way this question is framed is I don't think it's which one would you want to be. I think it's uh, which one would you which footsteps would you want to follow to. So, like, you see what I mean? Like, like. Obviously, Mike's still there, but Andy Kennedy and Hugh Freeze have been replaced by Kermit Davis and Matt Luke. I'm not necessarily saying it's Kermit Davis and Matt Luke, but if you're a coach, like which one would you want to replace? Because it's hard to replace the people that have had success. Mike Bianco, because because I, I think Ole Miss baseball can win. I, I, look, that's a, I think Mike's done a great job at Ole Miss, but I do think Ole Miss baseball is set up for a more future success than the other two. Um. I think I'm going to go Mike Bianco, too, because the way I think about this is, yeah, Kermit replaced Andy Kennedy very seamlessly, and Andy left him with a really good situation. So that honestly might be the best answer. But 
Ole Miss basketball is just it's still limited in interest. It's still limited in quote unquote support. Um, the facilities have gotten better. Ross Bjork and Andy Kennedy deserve a lot of credit for that because Andy really, I heard someone describe it or read someone describe Andy Kennedy as bringing Ole Miss basketball into the modern age. Um, I think that's true in a lot of ways, and I don't think he gets enough credit for that. Um, but not, if you're replacing, if I, I guess if you're replacing Hugh Freeze, you're going to make a lot more money. Um, no. I mean, yeah, I guess that's true. But I mean, you're million, you're a millionaire either way at this school. They pay Mike Bianco more than you know seven major league managers. So you're a millionaire either way. But yeah, the money thing is is definitely a fair point. Um, but I'm not replacing Hugh Freeze because we've talked about this on this show before, and I've written, I wrote about this a lot when it happened. Um, they're in a position. Oh, like I, the thing I feel for Matt Luke about is Hugh Freeze took the program to such a mountaintop, and then it cratered so hard. That you not only have to have to climb out of the crater that he said, you have to go back up at least close to the to the highest point that he. I mean, Hugh Freeze got the program to the highest point it's been in history, and I mean, since a guy named John Vault was coaching. Yeah. So, in my opinion, is as bad as fan interest has gone as has gone down. Like I, Matt's in an impossible position because he's not only going to have to win, he's going to have to win huge for anyone to care remotely and I don't think that's fair at all and I don't think anyone could replace him and do that so basically what I'm saying is Matt Luke has an impossible job sorry <laughs> sure enough yeah I mean is that I mean there's a I mean impossible I understand like you know he wins seven eight you know seven eight games this year six games this year and keeps building off of it he could be around for a while but I I just feel to some degree that he's he's been tasked with an unfair challenge oh absolutely yeah he's behind the eight ball automatically because you had a guy. I mean, that's it's such it's a hell of a scenario, honestly. Like I, I, it hasn't. I can't like it hasn't been discussed at like a thousand foot view as much. Um, but, I mean, imagine replacing a guy that took a program to its highest point it's ever been, basically, at least in modern college football, and then cratering it to an oblivion. Like <laughs> that's a really complicated legacy. You know, and what's funny is. Let's just hypothetically say that well, we both think this team goes five and seven. I feel like this program, I, I, kind of what it's gone through, could have been a lot worse than you know three five and sevens and a six and six. I feel like they're you know if they go five and seven this year, they probably missed out on on a two and ten or three and nine that they you know probably could have taken. Yeah, because this is the this was the this last year and this year in particular was supposed to be the year that you were supposed to feel the scholarship sanctions, right? Yeah. It, this is the year where the talent you know that Freeze brought in on the offensive side of the football is gone. This is the year you're really supposed to feel it. I mean, to to like with all due respect, this is the year they're supposed to suck and really yeah. really suck. Um, I don't think I like I said I think they're going five and seven. I think you bring up a good point though because you know when you look back at history. And they crawl out of this NCAA haze or whatever you want to call this, you know, thing that's lasted six years now or that did last five, six years. Matt Luke, I think, will be remembered more fondly than maybe he is popular right now, because to your point, you know, that was a very traumatic event for the football program. And the worst that came out of it was they couldn't go to a bowl for a couple of years and it was five and seven, six and six, five and seven. But at the same time, what I would counter that with their schedule and this hasn't been talked about enough, was real weak. I mean, dude, they 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 went five and seven last year and beat two power five teams. <laughs> and they, Arkansas they was atrocious, and they probably wouldn't have beat I'm not I'm not taking away credit for beating them when they beat them, but they're probably not beating Texas A and M. I excuse me, Texas Tech by the end of the year. And so 
I, I would counter that they've gotten a bit fortunate with the SEC West behind Alabama being very weak. I mean, you've had the Ed, Ed Orgeron thing happen at LSU. You've had them them want to run Gus out of town. You know, Brett Belima did what he did to Arkansas. Like, they've gotten fortunate in that sense. But I think that's worth pointing out. But I, I would still agree with what you said. Yeah, I mean, I just kind of – it could have been a lot worse, I feel like, if, if this year doesn't go to hell. Yeah, that's the thing. If then Like – it feels like they're finally out of the woods in terms of like this feels like Matt Luke's program now. This feels like it's his players, it's his staff. The sanctions are over with, but this is the this is a this is where the strong uphill climb starts. But if you knock out a good chunk of the climb this year and you go five and seven, you're actually set up okay. And then I like I said, I think history will remember Matt Luke font more fondly than um than maybe it looks right now. I think history will probably remember Hugh Freeze less fondly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, like, there's still people that go to bat for Hugh Freeze no matter what, and they will still stand by him always because he won them a Sugar Bowl. What's but just, newsflash with the way the Sugar Bowl is set up now, Houston not won two of them in the Cotton Bowl. Let, let's it's just, a New Year's uh, Six Bowl. It's no different. The Sugar Bowl is not what it used to be. Let's play hypothetical for a second and say Hugh Freeze never calls an escort. Um, is he the, still the head football coach at Ole Miss today? Oh, man. I today, yeah, I think so. I see. I disagree. I think they go three and nine and seventeen under him, and I think it just falls off the earth after that. Oh, dude! If Matt Luke went six and six and seventeen, Hugh Freeze not going three and nine. I think they were going to quit on Freeze. I I think Matt Luke got those kids to play really, really hard, and I don't think Freeze could have could have got them to do that. That's fair. There's probably something. There's probably something to that. I still think he's the head coach today. But if you had asked me, is he still the head coach three years from now? Um, I would probably agree with you and say no because. I think we're we're kind of agreeing on the overall larger point here. I think escort stuff aside and NCA stuff aside, he would have eventually run himself into the ground. He made really bad coordinator hires. He yeah. whiffed on every single defensive player, or every major defensive target for four years. It would have eventually caught up to him, and he would have eventually run himself into the ground. I think where we're disagreeing is just like when it happened and how long of a leash he had. Because dude, he, he he beat Alabama twice. And won a Sugar Bowl, like that's yeah, going to give you a much longer leash than most. Sure. Like I, I just see it as people them. were pissed though, and, and this is not—I don't think this is revisionist history. When he got ran off the field by State in sixteen, people were real pissed off that day, and and kind of oh, going yeah, through that mad. What was the score of that? This was like fifty-five to twenty on your own. Yeah. Dude, that's the least—that is the least crucified blowout loss ever. Like he, I don't want to say he got a pass for that, but man, like. And State wasn't even good. No, State went to a bowl game with five, five wins that year. Yeah. And he got – yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. Why does he get a pass for that? That was his last game he ever coached. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know, man. I, I think people were – because you remember – and this is a little subjective, but you remember when he lost that game, some rumors started to come out around freeze at that time. Like, like he'd always heard some stuff, but it felt like stuff got amplified after they got run off the field by Mississippi State. Which, what well, I think, to your point, they maybe quit on him a little bit already because, yeah, like, I feel like people always want to blame that season on the NCAA stuff, and that played a large part because the off season was so tumultuous. But I mean, man, that team wasn't supposed to be that bad, and no, that defense was historically awful. And they went and, that team going five and seven is honestly inexcusable. Well, I mean, they don't go five and seven if Kelly doesn't rip his knee up. But yeah, that's also probably fair. But, I mean, 55 points to a 5-7 and seven state team, Mick Fitzgerald is still running. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a fun day. That was, uh, honestly, the, and Ole Miss was favored by it to more than a seven, touchdown in that game. Seven or eight, yeah. 
Yeah, and it got up to like nine or ten at one point, which was just wild to me. That game, I, I, that's actually one of the few games. It's interesting you bring that up. That that twenty seventeen or that twenty sixteen, excuse me, Egg Bowl was one of the games that I had absolutely no feel for what was going to happen. If you had told well, me Ole Miss won that game fifty five to twenty, I'd have been like, okay, they got it together. But if obviously I didn't see State doing that, but if you told me State won the game, I wouldn't have been shocked at all. I went into that game having literally no clue what was going to take place. Yeah, I mean that was. I thought Ole Miss was going to win because they were favored by seven to eight points, and usually that means that you're probably better. They were not. Um, I think that's all the questions I got. We didn't take as many this time. I didn't make – I mean, I sent the tweet yesterday from a, a boat dock. So, <laughs> yes. I didn't ask for any by Snapchat. I didn't really put a, as much effort into it. Look, like we went 40 minutes today. Uh <laughs> Both Brian had an the, experience driving on the trace this morning. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, so I went and picked up my, my car at my buddy's house because obviously, like, I drove it and then we Ubered home um, because you know <laughs> responsibility and stuff. Uh, yeah, obviously. So like, I went back and got it the next morning or this morning, and then I was driving home on the like that. We have to take like part of the Natchez trace to get to my parents' house, and I missed the exit to get on fifty five to like take to get the original exit. And man, I couldn't turn around. I couldn't turn around on the trace. Like I couldn't. There was nowhere to turn around past it. I couldn't pop a U because there was ditches on both sides. It was like the most awful. Like you know, just like get it together. How is there not like exit to take on the Natchez Trace in Jackson? That's wild. I, I honestly I don't know. And I was going like southbound, I think. So there was a certain point where I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go to Natchez and never come back. I was like, this is <laughs> this is too much for me. I, I'm just going to keep driving until this road runs out, and I'm going to set up shop there for the rest of my life. <laughs> I bet you can get on to the Natchez paper. They seem to be always hiring. That's fine. That's fine. I, but, yeah, there was a brief moment where I was like, do I just keep driving? Is this it? Do I leave all my possessions behind? But I was like, I'd probably want to get further away when that happens. I'm telling you, one of these days, if I go missing, I'm happy. Don't, don't, don't come looking for me. Hey, look, look, I got a – do you, do you play beat the streak? Uh, you're about, you're an MLB guy. Do you, do you play beat the streak? I haven't in a couple of years, but I like the game. I just it's one of those things where like like I lost a little bit of interest in it and stopped doing it. But it's yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I played I'm, it. Before. I'm, I'm at 37, so we're close to being rich. Oh my god! Don't you have to get to 56? 57, 57. Dude, what's the uh, what's the longest thing? So for those of you that don't know what it is, it's an ESPN based game, and you pick one player in the MLB each day. If that you think is going to get a hit. And right. the idea of it is behind Joe DiMaggio's 56-game hit streak. And so if you pick a player in the MLB for 57 straight days that gets a hit, you win what? $5.7 million. Are you serious? Dead serious. It's through the MLB. It's not ESPN, but yeah. Oh, I, I swear I played it on ESPN. No, no, there it's is an app. A That's ESPN. right. It's an app. It's yeah, an app. There's a- yeah, there's an ESPN beat the streak, but it's not baseball. But yeah. Uh, okay, okay. No, no. I know what you're talking about, though. So you're at yeah. 37. So 37. how are we going to split this? <laughs> this podcast will be going places, man. <laughs> Dude, if you win 5.7 million, I have to get somebody just for knowing you, right? Yeah, sure, 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 sure. sure I'll sure. take a car or something. <laughs> oh, God. Maybe a house. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm making uh, like all my picks like scared to death. I have DJ LeMay here today, so. So, dude, 37's up there. How, like, what's the closest anyone's gotten? Because it hasn't uh, well, ever happened. They've been, this has been no, around a while. Somebody lost theirs yesterday at 51. Oh, my God. That would ruin my 4th of July. <laughs> yeah. Juan Soto didn't get a hit for the poor guy. And it's the guy had 51. Zero. He was six away. 51. He was six away. 
Oh, that would ruin my day. See, that's that's another thing that I would like that would, would piss me off about that is like if you get into the fifties and then you lose it, like that. I don't know. You'd never do. play again. I, yeah, I'd never play again. I'd be done. I, I would just be, like, and I would be really upset about that for like a lot, like probably an irrationally long amount of time. Like I would handle that like a child, like a five year old. You would, I, I, if I get, to, let me tell you, if I get to fifty one and lose it, I'm gonna have to go buy a new phone because I'm gonna break mine. Yeah, no, like there will be violence. Like I will throw a fit. <laughs> it's like I am six correct picks away from retiring at the age of twenty six, and now I can't. Well, you're gonna have to keep us posted on that one because uh, that that's that's you know what every listener gets a dollar if he wins. <laughs> there we go. I tell you what, I, yeah. I can I can make that work. I can yep. make that work. So if you get to fifty seven, just send Venmo request for a dollar. All of you, all of you listening on this fifth of July, get a dollar. Um, yeah, everybody root for DJ LeMahieu today. What's the portion of people that you know that had to work today? Mine was very mixed. Like it was a lot of people that didn't, but I know a lot of people that di- uh, or did, and I know some people that did it, but did. Um, I don't know. Probably sixty forty had to work. Unless there's some kind of necessity, like unless you work in some business where like you have to be open. Why? Who's who's getting work done today? Well, the bank has to be open. Um, but yeah, that sucks. But like, if you're at some other job, like who, who like. Like I have a buddy that had to go into work today, and he probably he probably could have taken off, but it's like it's like like who who like if you're a boss today, you you have to know that no one's doing anything, right? Yeah, like if I'm a boss today and I'm just running like my own business, I know that the people that are showing up today are not going to be productive, so I'm just not going to. I mean, I think I'm going to lose money by opening today. Yeah, exactly. So if you're a boss today and you had the option to close, a little secret, you're paying them to do nothing. You'd be better off closing shop. We talked about I this did. yesterday. I did respect, like, there were some restaurants that, uh, you know, because they don't want to close on Friday. Well, they closed on Wednesday instead of Friday because, obviously, it's tough to close a restaurant on a Friday. Uh, I did respect that move. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Just, like, if it's this close to a weekend. Honestly, I hate holidays. This is another thing I have. I hate holidays like this. I know it's not actually the 4th of July if we did it this way, but the 4th of July and other holidays like that should just be added on to a weekend. Make it a Monday or a Friday. <laughs> like, make the off day you celebrate yeah, I mean, a Monday or a Friday. Like, nobody wants, like, nobody wants this on a Tuesday. Or what's another holiday that this happens with? I mean, Christmas, technically. Yeah, that's a, that's a, another good one. Like, like, just just make it on a Friday. Like, why? Like, yeah, extend because, people's weekends. Throw us a bone. <laughs> yeah, because you know, you, then you get New Year's on the same day as Christmas. So, yeah, see, uh, exactly. This, no New Year's is another one. It should always be on a Monday or a Friday. I, I would die on that hill, honestly. I think we got a mailbag question a while back. What would you do if you were president? That's probably the first thing I'd do, and then I'd eliminate time. <laughs> We'd be living on sundial, son. Like we, I wouldn't want anyone to know what time it is. That way, you wouldn't have an eight to five. You just work until the work gets done, then you go home. This sounds like communism, Brian. No, 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 no. I'm just eliminating. I mean, I would be a dictator if that's what you're asking. If I was the president, it would be total anarchy. But like, I don't know about communism. I would just well, I'll I mean, get rid you of time, and then did you just go to work when you feel like? Yeah, exactly. People would love me, and then I just I just solved the holiday crisis while we were like while we were sitting here. Holiday crisis. That's a uh, boy. That's a new one. This podcast is now moving. Dude, if you've learned anything in politics nowadays, you could just make stuff up and it turns into a crisis, right? Well, like yeah, the whole like put... we're saying Merry Christmas again. Like, okay, who stopped? Look. Like you what? could just make you could just manufacture something and just be like, like I could walk outside right now and be like, time zones are. We have to do something about the time zone crisis. And some clickbait news organization, if I were a politician, would be like. This guy's trying to fight the time zone crisis. Like, I just literally made that up, but people would write about it. 
the time zone crisis. Oh dear God, we have moved Christmas on this podcast. So, so please don't tell me we're not diverse. Yeah, actually, what we we could just do it on our own. We moved Christmas, so whatever the calendar says next year is not correct. It's it's a Friday or a Monday. <laughs> Listen to Rob well, report. So, celebrate, celebrate accordingly. <laughs> Rod's gonna show up to work on Christmas and be like, "No, guys, we're work to, we're working today." Yeah, sorry, I don't know about you know. I could start doing this too. I could just not go by by time. That probably would not be good for my job. I probably wouldn't have a job very long. But, uh, and this podcast, I was actually we need to scratch that because this podcast wouldn't happen because I wouldn't have a job, and then we wouldn't <laughs> I mean, be able to do this podcast. We so. can still do the podcast though, right? Yeah, uh, if my boss is listening, we're just joking. I, we're not gonna break off and 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 secede. Um, so. <laughs> We've gone off the rails. That's probably a pretty good way to wrap up. Hell, we went 47 minutes. is like 46 minutes longer than I thought I was going to make it when this started. Oh, we both had days yesterday. Yeah. So, anyway, I imagine we're not alone, um, but we appreciate you listening. Unless you got anything else, I'm out. Yeah, I'm good. Well, we appreciate you listening. I hope this helps you get through your workday, even though we put it up at lunchtime. Um, I, uh, oh, you know what I almost did when I started this show was uh, – Welcome to this July 5th edition of the Rebel Report. It is 2 o'clock in the morning on July 4th, and Colin and I are driving around with a bag of fireworks. Uh, <laughs> you know what would actually be funnier is if we did, if we did that. <laughs> yeah, so I almost almost duped the listener, but I did it. But anyway, so uh, we appreciate you listening. We hope you have a good weekend. I hope um, you didn't have to work today. If you did, hopefully this made this easier. Hang in there. The day's almost over. But we'll be back at it on Monday with some Ole Miss stuff. I've got some couple guest ideas lined up. And then we're doing a conspiracy theory segment on Monday. That's, so get those that's in. Correct. So for Brian Scott or for Colin Brister, I'm Brian Scott Rippey. We will catch you next time. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.